Jack Double Feature. Six two friends, two movies, and too much to drink. I'm Travis, and I'm Nathan. <laughs> hey, there you guys are. Blah 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Blah 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 I, I just love that there's drunk Superman. What are you looking at? Huh? What are you looking at? He drinks shitty scotch, though. Drunk Superman drinks shitty scotch. Well, that is correct. That's it's a matter of that's opinion. That's why he's an asshole. I don't... Well, tar is why he's an asshole. Uh, well, is it? Yeah. It's tar. Tar? What is up, gang? <laughs> it is six-pack double feature. I'm not Nathan. We are... To, you're going to have to say that loud with the music still going. I'm not Travis. There you go. We are today... Oh, we are back in old OG form gang with a classic pairing? A classic... Our, our classic right. format. Classic classic six-pack double feature format of a pairing of two movies today. Based off of comic books. Which is a loose interpretation. Yeah. Because Ninja Turtles was a comic book. Correct. It's a great fucking combo. Yeah. Did you read like not you, a lot, but I read enough. Enough, yeah, not to be dangerous. And of course, X Men was a comic book. Uh, I would hope from my intro that you got at least it was Ninja Turtles and X Men because that's all I said in English. <laughs> I figured you would have ended on today on six pack double feature, but nope. instead you went blah 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 blah, blah or blah. something like that. Blah blah <laughs> oh, blah blah blah. <laughs> today I am drinking Narragansett. What are you drinking? Narragansett. These are the good hours. The time for Gansett. Narragansett lager beer. I should state right up here, straight away at the top. The we, official, unofficial? unofficial well, official. it is the official, unofficial beer of Six Pack Double Feature. But I'd like to issue a personal apology to Senator Johnson. I know he is a huge Ninja Turtles fan, and I realized far too late into the um, acceptance of that we were going to record this and the note taking, and then the uh, subsequent scheduling of us being able to get together. We still owe him two back episodes on scores the, and soundtracks yeah, like two that we um, now will call twelve packs, yeah, or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Senator Johnson, this episode is for you, dude. Nine point nine five. Um, cowabunga, cowabunga, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, oh God, where do I start? What do we start with? The Ninja Turtles, a TV spot. Yes. I hope pizza's involved. Get ready, America. <laughs> Company's coming. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title and a trench coat. So get out the hors d'oeuvres, watch your manners, and get ready for the great green adventure. It's kind of like moonlighting. And I thought insurance salesmen were pushy. I love being a turtle! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rated PG. Does he have any other point of reference other than I love being a turtle? 
Well, well he's he like, doesn't. He's like a half turtle now. If you want to go, I'm being a half turtle. Yeah. <laughs> they have like a plus a turtle five. in a half shell. They have like a plus five to their charisma being a half turtle. <laughs> I thought it just increased their armor class. Oh, well, definitely because it makes it makes the shell bigger. Um, did you know turtles have like incredibly long penises? No, it's very creepy. It's I even if y'all want to Google that and YouTube it. I'm not even going to provide that in the show notes. Yeah, you get on that list. I'll see you there because I'm already on it. I've seen it. Oh, fuck. Save your seat. The original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. 1990. Um, This movie was huge. Fuck. Dude, the turtles were huge. Like, He-Man was fucking done. And they needed something to, like, sell. Jumpstart. Middle America. I I was fucking prime age for this. I was prime age for He-Man. But you were especially prime age for you were what I was like a preteen Anglo-Saxon yeah, you were Midwestern nine to ten human zone. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was ten. I was a white American. I was I was nine when <laughs> oh, this came out. Yeah. Uh, and every kid loved the fucking Ninja Turtles. I mean, they were fucking everywhere. I saw a thing at an estate sale, like like an estate sale junk store. Right. Um, like a month ago. And it was one of these fucking it was just a crate that went to the bottom of your bed and you put your sheets or whatever in it. And it had the turtles on it. But the one at this estate sale thing was it was all rusted and sad looking, and I was like, "Am I that old?" Yep, I am. I am that old. Uh, so I definitely saw this in the theater when I'm it pr- came out. I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater as well. But I was on the cusp of going to high school, and while I enjoyed the cartoon, the si- cartoon yeah. was great. Still uh, is the and- original cartoon. But uh, yeah, the and the, the uh, late '80s cartoon that led eventually yeah. led to this movie. The new Nickelodeon one from a couple of years ago was it TMNT? I believe so. It had okay. one of the it had the original Donatello voice actor come back. Carl um, Feldman? <laughs> no, no, not Feld Dog. <laughs> we'll get into Feld Dog later, yeah. but um, it had the original Donatello voice actor come back. It's pretty good. Okay. It's got kind of like a modernized um, a little update to it. Um, and some of the animation I, I don't super love, but it's it, it's fun. It's fucking really good. Um, well, my first question for you is this. the I hadn't seen this in well over a decade, probably at least 15 years. You don't watch this once a year? No. Um, oh, I, okay. <clears throat> it doesn't hit the same notes. That out. It, it doesn't hit the same notes for me that it does you. I don't dislike this movie. Don't get me wrong. It's just I was just – just left that stratosphere. Sure, fair enough. <laughs> and so, that's uh, that, that's me with Power Rangers, right? Um, they were the they, Power Rangers were the next. That that's true. Cultural would, thing for at least Middle America kids. Power Rangers fucking dumb. Power Rangers are fucking dumb. Yeah, but that's. Have Power you ever Rangers gotten are. really stoned and watched an episode of the Power Rangers? Though, <laughs> it's pretty fucking fun. Answer the first question. <laughs> oh yeah, probably not. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, but I do remember revisiting this back a couple of years ago when we were considering the possibility of talking about this movie with something else. Uh And so I think we may have addressed it in New York movies for a pick six a few years ago. We did. And eventually I found it and I watched it because I wanted to get some – I was like, I haven't seen this forever. This may suck. I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm going to watch it anyway. And we had a text conversation because – I was still curious, and this may be in your part of the trivia, and you may be able to tell it now, but do you know if this movie was outlawed in the UK because of nunchucks? It was not. 
I asked uh, a good friend of the show, Jeff Cullum. I sent him a not, text. Not I, that he was aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, because actually it came up in Dragnet because the, right. the nunchuck scene. Were taken out. Correct. And I remember asking him, like, hey, is that true? And he went, no, man. I, I remember fully seeing nunchucks in the Ninja Turtles. It wasn't. I guess by the time the Ninja Turtles came out. Jeff's a few years older than me, which. It wouldn't surprise me if they still altered it a little bit. But, yeah. But yeah, he according to Jeff, there's no there's no removal of the of nunchucks that. And we're going to get into this later. Who your favorite character is and why? But crowd favorite is usually Michelangelo because he's party dude. You can't take party dude and his nunchucks out of the equation because you can't. If you take Bluto out of the fucking animal house, who's going to chug the bottle of whiskey? Michelangelo. And then there's well, well, I'm not going to get there yet. I'm not going to get there yet. We'll get it. It's heated. It's heated. I'll get into it in a bit. The but. only weird piece of trivia that I knew from a couple of years ago that I'm going to, whether or not you say it now, I had no idea that, that Kevin Clash, the guy who does Elmo, did the puppeteering and voice of Splinter. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. I think it's cool, but it's weird that what was Elmo, it? he's known for Elmo, yeah. but the fact that he did <laughs> Splinter. Imagine if he did the Elmo voice for Splinter. <laughs> Splinter wants you to do backflips. <laughs> Ten flips now. <laughs> Can you do it in Splinter's voice doing Elmo? Oh, uh, it's a little harder to force that one in, isn't it? Splinter wants you to count to ten. Splinter, count with you. One, two, three. Ha 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 ha. Four, <laughs> five. Ha ha. Kawabunga. That tickles. Ha 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 ha. Six. Seven. That's my best Splinter from the movie. <laughs> doing Elmo? Yeah. Splinter yeah. doing. Oh, that's a weird porn. Yeah. Splinter oh, doing Elmo. That's an entirely different rabbit hole right there. Oh, it's a rat hole, actually. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> One or two. It's got to be your bowl, babe. <laughs> uh, I will readily admit that the first time I saw this movie, I had a crush on the. Uh, on Judith Hoke, who played April. Oh, you say it in the past tense like you still don't. Mm, not as much now. Man. Probably because I've seen her in more commercials and TV. Redheads, dude. But they yeah. fucking, I, I get, yeah. they get me. She had just enough attitude to not be just an ignorant damsel in distress. Correct. Because in the beginning of the movie, like, she gets fucked up, right? Yeah. But, but she's outnumbered. Well, then Ra- but Raphael drops one of his sighs. Yes. And she picks it up. Correct. And then later, she's like, I'll fuck you up with this thing. And, you know, spoiler alert. She doesn't. She, not really, but <laughs> she's not But scream- Raphael picks it back up. She's not screaming help. <laughs> she's fucking reaching into her purse. To Correct. Fuck up the Foot Clan. I, I, I love that. I, like, they brought just enough attitude, attitude to her character, or she, she brought enough attitude to the character, not to come off as bitchy, but come off as strong and, like... Vulnerable but confident. Correct. I, she's a great April O'Neil. She is not a damsel in distress. No, and she's not a ditz, which is what I love about yeah, her. Same. And they, according to her, didn't treat her the best on set. Is that why she was and only in the first? Movie? Why she didn't come back? And that's one of the many reasons. Secret of the Ooze is uh, is garbage. But um, that's a. But Turtles in Time, I'm sure, is a masterpiece. I I hated that when I saw it as a kid. I loved Secret of the Ooze when I was a kid. I heard that when you rewatch it as an adult, you're like, Secret of the Ooze? Yeah. <laughs> you come back and go, ooh. Well, that's a lot of Pizza Hut. 
That's, why aren't they hitting anyone? Why are they just dodging? Are, why are they fucking fighting Miyagi Do? Why, why are they, they fake fighting? Why aren't they striking first, striking hard, and striking with no mercy? Right. Bullshit ass Miyagi Do turtles. I found it funny when I was rewatching it about a week ago to catch up for this, and that. It's kind of odd the product placement number one and who had like a deal with turtle movies because when you first get into the Foot Clan, into that big warehouse where all the kids are and they're going through all the merchandise that they've stolen, number one, there's a kid chowing down on Burger King. Yep. But then you see a Domino's delivery driver deliver the first pizza to the turtles. Wise man say never pay full price for cold pe- late pizza. It, it <laughs> or is. we'll renew our contract with Pizza Hut instead of Domino's. We'll be right back after this. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rock and roll. You can get their hot new cassette for $3.99, plus a free autographed poster and official tour book only at Pizza Hut. I mean, if you're going to bookend the commercial, you might as well do it like that. No, it's great. You did it twice in a row. I'm really proud of you. Oh, shit, fire. All right, well, we're kind of off book here, but did you like this the first time you saw it? Yeah. I was blown the fuck away. They flip and shit, dude. They fight and they move and they talk and their mouths move and their eyes and shit and they laugh. The mouths move in an articulate way that apparently they were not able to do by the third movie, which didn't have Jim Henson. Yeah. Well, the, world, the, third movie. the world didn't have Jim Henson after the first movie. Yeah, the, the world – Jim Henson didn't see the <laughs> potentially the release of this movie. The lesson learned here, gang, is if you're feeling not well, go to the fucking doctor. God damn it. We should still have Jim Henson. Let's talk for a minute. died on the same day as Tammy Davis Jr.? Really? Yeah. That's a bad fucking day. You were nine when this came out, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was nine. I'm thinking I was 14, going on 15. Now, I don't remember seeing it in a theater because I got the VHS copy, which I still own and is down here next to your left foot. I saw it. I was trying to point it out because I was going to make reference to it later. I also now I don't need to. <laughs> I got it for Christmas later that year, along with the cassette of the soundtrack, which is up here behind Catwoman and the Joker. Nice. Uh, that same year for Christmas, it was a Ninja Turtles uh, fan. Nineteen ninety was a Ninja Turtles year. Yeah, at the old it was ghost dominated house. by the Ninja Turtles. Um, and I proceeded to burn a hole in that VHS tape. I'd be surprised if it it like, still runs. Yeah, there's um, probably a lot of dis- <laughs> uh it's probably wow and flutters what you're thinking of is that what it is just yeah weirdness yeah i watched the fuck out of this movie i i shudder to think how many times i've seen it um it still looks fucking amazing i don't have yeah it does it looks great because everything is in camera it's in camera it's in camera it's great suits it's henson's creature shop um they have the puppeteers for the close-ups for doing the mouths and I think it just looks brilliant. I think there's like one scene that that was pointed out later, like probably in a who knows where I saw it. But if there's one spot, I don't know which character, which turtle it is. But when he leans back, ah, you can see the actor's mouth like oh, back here. <laughs> ah. I'd love to. I'd love to find that. That'd be yeah, great. the image is it's kind of 
creepy looking when I when I found it. But yeah, speaking of creepy, we should link it in the show notes. Have you seen that? Um, fuck, it might be a mental floss thing. It's on YouTube for sure. Uh, what the turtles from the original movie look like now? No, they're still smiling, but oh, they look like they fucking got hit by Chernobyl. It's <laughs> they're styrofoam, right, or foam? Something like. Oh they, yeah, they don't look great. They look creepy they, they as look, fuck. They yeah. look cool, but they look creepy as fuck. They, <laughs> they look, look like, thirty. I believe the article calls it thirty-two night- years old. Creepy. I think the article calls it nightmare fuel. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I was going to be a freshman in, in in high school the year this came out and and now while I may have seen this in theaters I don't have a specific memory that links me to this movie I definitely watched the cartoon back when it started in 87 yep. I started to lose interest probably by the time I was in high school uh, I know I had the side scroller uh, Nintendo game which well the first one or the arcade game no not the arcade the one that was designed for Konami like yeah the one that's real fucking hard yeah. Yeah. You can play any of the characters. Until you die, you have to pick another turtle. Right. The best character usually was Donatello because of his reach with his bow staff. Yep. Um Nerd. And I think I had <laughs> I think I had um a couple of action figures. I didn't have any of the turtles, but I know that I had Rocksteady and Bebop because they were my favorite out of everything. You were older. They, they were the yeah. numbs, but they were this the numbskull henchmen. They were harder to find where I grew up. True. You could they, they were shipping turtles to Middle Indiana I have, like yeah, by I the have fucking boatload, man. I have no idea where they are now. They might be on up some guy's ass or something. I made, I made a uh, <laughs> but I uh, yeah. I did an Uncle Trav uh, a couple years ago uh custom version of Casey Jones over here. I don't know if you can see him. Yeah. We can put pictures of him up. Uh it's Michael Keaton's body from the original Batman. Okay. And then it's Casey Jones' arms and his paladin or whatever that fucking shoulder pad thing is. Mm-hmm. And then his head. And then I made some weapons for him out of a nail clipper and uh a seam ripper. But uh no, those guys were <laughs> No, Rocksteady and Bebop. Okay. Yeah. No. They were my favorite from the Foot Clan because um, they were just fucking dumb as rocks. The one of the reasons this movie is so good is because it's fucking New Line Cinema. Yeah, and New Line back in the day was famous for like you're going to do what horror art and, house or Ninja Turtles, and then then you're going to do what? Oh, Pizza Hut's on board. Okay, yeah, here's a check. Um, let's just see those dailies. <laughs> uh, cool. Let us know when you get a hold of Henson. I know they made a shit ton of money. I know it was oh, yeah. really successful. The first movie was like one of the most successful like independent it was for the, like a, about a decade. After Halloween, it yeah. was the largest independent most successful independent movie of all time. It it it, it bounced right. Halloween out of there until I can't remember Blair what, Witch. Blair Witch. Fucking Which makes sense because they were like sham. they were like $27,000. <laughs> You know, for Blair Witch, yeah, it was wow. a, it was a small amount to make the movie. What uh, we're at that point in my notes, we're gonna have to. We're, what do we want to do? We're gonna have to ask the question. <laughs> it's not that bad. Who's your favorite turtle? I've always told you this is Raphael. You've I'm, always told me this, but you've not told the listeners. I'm yet. sorry. You're one of the listeners. you're a Raphael person. Yeah, I don't know why. You and Jamie he and Brock the... with your fucking Raphael. What are you moody fucks? <laughs> Jeez. Because I wasn't moody. I like. The bit of the loner. You've met Brock and Jamie, though, right? Kind of moody. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was I was on board with everybody else. Michelangelo, Michelangelo. was my favorite, and he has a pretty decent. <laughs> he's a pretty decent reach. He's two handed fighting, but I got a little bit older, like a year or two. Leonardo. 
The leader. The fucking the nerd. Boy, the Boy Scout. Yeah. The Boy Scout. Yeah. That was Leonardo. if Senator Johnson was here, we all know his would be Donatello. <laughs> if if you don't know, Senator Johnson's favorite Ninja Turtle is Donatello. I actually send him because a, about every two weeks he shares what he found at the Rad Toy House or whatever it is. It's totally rad, totally is rad Toy House here in Nashville it's <laughs> or a great something shop. else. <laughs> if you're here local in Nashville and you've not checked out the Totally Rad Toy House, please do. If you're not local to Nashville, please check them out on Instagram. They're fucking totally rad. I get a lot of stuff in there. Um, Senator Johnson is a frequent flyer. Of the spot. He might have one of the largest Donatello collections. It wouldn't surprise me. Going. So, I got a question for you. Okay. Would you like me to summarize this movie in two sentences? Yes. (laughs) Subtle Japanese racism, a samurai can opener, and a young Sam Rockwell are no match for four (laughs) mutated reptiles who talk like California skateboarders located in New York City, trained in ninjutsu by a rat. They're amphibians, bro. They're reptiles. Turtles? Yeah, they're amphibians. They're reptiles. That doesn't mean that they aren't amphibians, but they're also reptiles. Are you sure? Yep, I Googled it. All right, fair enough. I stand. I stand corrected. Unless Google lied to me, I can't control that. Though, what doesn't work? Coming up right after this. We got you now, Shredhead. The turtles have Shredder pinned down and are rolling their pizza thrower into position. I'll blast you with retro mutagen. But before he can act, the pizza thrower's adjustable aim and motorized firing action gives Shredder and his henchmen their just desserts. You clogged my gun with anchovies. The turtles and their portable pizza thrower triumph again. Why are we so happy? We just lost our watch. I had that pizza thrower, by the way. I don't know what specifically Shredder had clogged with anchovies, but it wasn't anything that the turtles had because they didn't like anything with the little fishies on it. Remember? That's true. So it's just pizza stereotypes. Shredder's man. a douche. Well, yeah. Well, huh. Uh What doesn't work for you? I don't want to nitpick this movie because most of it, I'll be honest with you, really holds up better than I had initially anticipated rewatching this since the effects are all practical. But there are a few shots where the rear projection screen shows the cityscape in some scenes that just it's really noticeable. Mm. Like that's not real behind you. <laughs> but the turtle in the foreground is? Yeah. Okay. It but- just looks a little fake. But outside of that, no, I think the movie, I think totally it holds up really well and um and visually it holds up really well cinematography is fucking killer in this movie they did a really good job of making it's it fucking look new kind of like dark yeah well it's the same it's the same new york city that jason took a year earlier except not in toronto or wherever no they're it was. both they toronto were. they it filmed was... this in. they didn't film this they filmed this in like north oh, carolina it was north carolina there were some shots there was new... some stuff that they shot in new york city it actually, what's what was weird. I when swear I first to fuck, started? they shot some of this in Toronto. I don't think so. Okay, but anyway, either way, what was weird is when it first opens and you see the twin towers, and it's just a little. It like, hurts a little bit. It yeah. hurt. It stings. Yeah. Still so, does. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, what doesn't work for me is, I mean, the backstory is kind of dumb. If you're going to go real world with this, you're going to have a rat in a cage. <laughs> I didn't mean to make that rhyme, Billy wow. Corgan. <laughs> I was going to say, are we going into smashing um, pumpkins? 
you're gonna have a rat in a cage mimicking the his master. Yeah, that's a little dumb. And then hearing it is a and then dumb. hearing uh, Elmo. The flashbacks are a little, a little <laughs> weird. They could have like updated that some yeah. way. I guess I would have I mean, li- actually. I think I would have liked it better if they had shot it the way they did, but made it black and white. I think that would have oh, worked a little bit better. You're right. But anyway, Went a little fucking yeah, Kurosawa with it. Yeah, a little Tarantino. Um, that is one little thing. I guess I was an angry teenager, but why is Raphael so angry? Just abjectly angry all the time. He's one of four mutant turtles, and the other three are his brothers that are just. But they all seem much to, more. They all seem to be okay. Well adjusted, so they all have to be well adjusted. <laughs> just Raphael is so abjectly just angry with the damn, damn, damn. And I love Cricket. I love Raphael's Mike Tyson New York accent. Yeah, his Brooklyn-y yeah, is just, is pretty good. I do I do love that. There's really not a lot that doesn't work for me because I. Yeah, it's, it's your a fucking movie about four turtles that get fucking. What doesn't work? Well, the basic plot. <laughs> I'm Nathan, and that's my review. Hmm. <laughs> Basically, I feel that bastard. The... <laughs> I do love that you mentioned a young Sam Rockwell because I notice that every time. Yeah, I had to point it out to Lisa because she hit, did not have the opportunity to watch it with me this last time. You got any cigarettes? And so when she got home, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, look!" And I forgot he was in three scenes, at least three scenes. He was in the one where um, the police showed up just in time for April, and he ended up getting arrested at first. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you see him. You want regular or menthol, yeah. you know, for bringing in everybody into the Foot Clan. And then it was towards the end where he realized maybe this isn't worth it. Yeah. Because our leader just got crushed by a trash <laughs> compactor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I also love. And he's so young in that. He was very young. I love how many, like, okay, conservative estimate I had when I was 15, 16, 17, 18. Maybe even 19. I had probably 40 Kurt Cobain slash Nirvana shirts. How many turtles did you have? Well, that's not the point. Oh. <laughs> they were fairly easy to get because in the late mid-90s, Nirvana was very popular. But the Sex Pistols, not as much in 1990. So my question is, how many different Sid Vicious shirts does Danny have? Apparently more than one. He has at least two, I believe three in this movie. And they're it all does. like fine art, not fine art, but they're like fashion. They're rare. Yeah, they're fashion print, Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious shirts. Well, when you're the news movie. director for channel whatever it is that April works for. <laughs> yeah, Charles Pennington. <laughs> yeah, who's this? You got a son named Danny Charles. May, I might. I don't know. What's he done this time? Stealing cigarettes. I found it. A little offsetting the first, not the first time, the last time I watched this, how Raphael is, looks like he's just been dumped into the uh, the bathtub when they're at the farmhouse. Like, like I understand like, they're trying to get him in the water so he can like rest in, and heal because like he's splash. like a fucking reptile <laughs> or amphibian, whichever way you want to look at it. But it just feel like he just gets fucking dumped in there and his legs are sticking out. I mean, shit. I've had I've had buddies dump me into a bathtub many a time being all fucked up. Look, dude, like, he's, he might puke. He's going to puke. He might shit. We might have to wash him all, off later. All in the same spot. And all the drains go to the same spot. <laughs> right. Back down to the sewer right where he's used to. He's, <laughs> he's, basically, he's basically in the penthouse right now if you think about it. Right. <laughs> 
This is the bee's knees right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's really living that turtle shell lifestyle. Um, the other thing, the only other thing that I wrote down here that I was kind of curious, and I, you may not have an answer for it. I don't know. Do you know who it was that did the drawings of the turtles for that April supposedly does in camp, like I don't. on the movie? I don't. They're fucking awesome. They're really, yeah, they're really good. And that would be one of the things that I, I would love to have one of those sitting up on my wall here. That yeah. would be. It would be amazing. How have we not talked about Casey Jones yet? Eli- Elias Cotillas. Yeah. He was one of the great characters from the show, the cartoon. Because he was mysterious. He probably had the biggest, like, the actor himself, he probably had the, he probably launched out the biggest in in regards to a career would be my first guess. What did he, he did like some NYPD blue shit or something. Yeah, he, he did. He's done a lot of independent films and, okay. and things of that. But I know that he's done a fair amount more work in film. And I think, um, what's her name is, uh, April did a lot of TV work. Judith Hogue. Yeah, Judith, Judith Hogue. Hogue. She did an episode of Briscoe County Jr. Uh, and then she was... Oh, what did I just see her in? She's in some oh. Disney Channel stuff, or she may have been in some. I think WB she was stuff. in. I think she was in Deadwood. Maybe. Pretty sure she was in Deadwood. I'm not sure. I can't vouch for that. Um, it's been a while since I've watched Deadwood. I do remember seeing her in like commercials, and it was kind of weird every once in a while. Yeah. Like Excedrin or something, Excedrin migraine, and you see April O'Neil, and it was like, when I wake up after the Foot Foot Clan has kicked my ass. <laughs> I've got a splitting headache. Excedrin migraine, really? I take a couple of Excedrin migraine and I'm okay. Good by the time the six <laughs> o'clock news comes on. Uh, what's your favorite line or scene? You're a claustrophobic. <laughs> you want a fist in the mouth? Mm-mm. Never even looked at another guy before. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I did not get that joke when I was a kid. Oh, I don't. I don't remember that line at all until I heard it again because I hadn't seen it in for so long, and yeah. then it was two years since I'd watched it last. And now I remember. It was I, like, I remember seeing. I, it. I had to back it up. Like, was that a homophobic joke? Yeah, it was a homophobic. I joke, remember like, like adults. Words. I remember adults in the theater laughing and <laughs> and me asking You're my a mom. I remember adults in the theater laughing and me asking my mom like, "What's funny about that? Nothing. Don't worry about it. You'll get it later." <laughs> it's a great joke now. Yeah. Because the joke isn't that he's gay. The joke is right. that Casey is an idiot. And he Casey doesn't, doesn't what... understand what claustrophobic <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, I couldn't split between favorite line or favorite scene, so they're both pretty quick. That that first scene where they first introduce Splinter, and he kind of walks the key in. keyword is or. Yeah. Travis. Well, be, wow. Welcome, welcome to being on the other side of the table. Oh, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> the very a la Darth Vader being introduced that scene where they introduce splinter and he walks down and gives that big fucking rousing speech that's after it takes 12 minutes for what's his name to pull the his his cape off of his like yeah. shredder hooks over it's his shoulder that's pads that's how you know how badass he is right uh that's a pretty cool scene but my favorite line is this I made a I love it. I made a funny. It's just them saying cowabunga. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the first time they said it. Yeah, I'm glad that was. They said it at the end because I feel like they would have, they would have worn it out. Yeah, they would have if they hadn't. Well, you know what? What we're going to leave the money shot till the very, very, very end. And, and all four turtles. If you've ever seen a turtle, four turtles, 
will say Calabunga. Did you say all four turtles will say Calabunga? Correct. Uh Actually, all four turtles wouldn't say cowabunga. They would emote cowabunga. <laughs> turtles don't have tongues, so they can actually say cowabunga. Do they not have tongues? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just riffing, dude. <laughs> We've been in here for like four hours. I'm the reptiles. The the reptiles. <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, well, while they kind of t- technically they have tongues, uh, basically they don't have tongues. They have feelers that come out of their mouth to find worms. Are they split in half like they're, this? They're they're cleft in twain, like <laughs> <laughs> like my two henchmen, cleft and twang. <laughs> That's a good one, Nathan. That's very funny. Nathan has made a funny. So fun little thing I remember in the cartoon series. After this came out, uh-huh. there was an episode where they'd introduced Krang, and there was something that he said, and he deadpan looked at the camera, broke the fourth wall in the cartoon, and he went, I made a funny. <laughs> I remember eating my cereal, waiting on the school bus, going like, holy fuck, he knows what... Um, okay. Awesome. And then your mom goes, Travis, you're late for school! And I was like, I don't care, mom. Uh, <laughs> Damn, I'm late for school. <laughs> <laughs> Again, skateboarding. <laughs> Coming up after this, Nathan and I are going to talk about what our magic wand or recast would be. Stay tuned. Pizza Hut. Where are we? Pizza Hut. Major League. Awesome. Only Pizza Hut has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Rat Badges. We're dropping first degree pizza. There are four to collect with any Pizza Hut pizza. You have to eat pizza? Cowabunga! All for $1.99 each. $1.99? Excellent! But hurry, time is limited. Better all sell, dudes. Pizza Hut, making it bad. Dining, takeaway, or home delivered. <laughs> what are you drinking, dude? Narragansett. Right on, man. <laughs> um, I'm drunk off my shell. Yeah. Uh, I did a magic wand. Okay. Uh, rather than having the more kid-friendly 19, excuse me, 1990s film, imagine, if you will, if they had written a script much darker and even a little more violent in tone, more in line with the original comics. And handed the script over to a different hotshot music video director. Apparently, the guy who directed this directed like Michael Jackson's, um, not Beat It, but uh, Billie Jean. He did a fair amount of oh, music video stuff. Imagine if they handed it over to a slightly newer hotshot music video director on the rise by the name of David Fincher. He shoots the film in either black and white or he kind of does like the Saving Private Ryan where he washes out like 60% of the color. Okay. Uh, make it a hard PG-13 or possibly even an R. Similar in tone to that of like the more current Deadpool. That's what Keep the comic. Keep the comedy there. But it's say, a little, Keep the colors very bright. Keep the comic energy there, there. Like, like in the panels, but make it. Also, like graphic, imagine like, going, imagine going back to where rather than the cartoon and the uh, movie where they went and started signifying each, but they're of co- the four turtlers, turtles with the colors, turtlers, turtlers. They all had red in the original. They all had red, graphic. or when it was black and white, it was black and white. You yeah. can't tell shit. Yeah. The only way you could tell who it was is by the weapon. The that weapon, they had, yeah, which I thought was fucking awesome. Uh, uh, fairly identifiable. I thought that would sure. be pretty cool. 
It's something in that vein. Again, Kurosawa-esque. Yeah. yeah. Again, because initially I was thinking Tarantino. I'm like, no, he wasn't yet there on the scene. But I know that Fincher was a big shot movie music video director at right around that time. Imagine if they said, here. He would have made those poor bastards suffer in those suits, though. Yeah, because he do like take 150 take. takes of every scene. But yeah, I mean, that's my magic I didn't quite wish. like the way you guys said cowabunga altogether that time. Let's do it. 70 more times. <laughs> Get ready. And this, action. <laughs> this one was difficult for me. Um, yeah, I could imagine if it was one that you've just grown up watching for 30 plus years. where I ultimately ended was what you just said, basically. Just make it grittier back to the original graphic novel. Right. Where they actually... I mean, I know they killed a shredder in this, which is pretty... Supposedly. Well, but... I thought he got actually crushed more, and when I went and rewatched the footage, it was just the thing just kind of going down. You I mean, don't really it's Im- see it. It's, it's implied. implied. Come on. He's in the garbage truck. But <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything whoops. other than... <laughs> whoops. Uh, what if you made him <laughs> fucking like rednecks? Rather than... Well, it was already a weird juxtaposition of their New York City, but they talk like California skateboarders or surfers. Yeah. Already, yeah. So, it was so already. what if you just placed them in like Memphis? <laughs> I have nothing for this. All I had was deep all, south. All I had in my notes was just like, I don't know, make them country. I don't know, make them fight racism. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh man, uh, yeah, I don't even know what would you name him. Like he wouldn't be a rat; he'd be like a beaver or a muskrat splinter. Yeah. So he'd be muskrat would be appropriate, I think. Muskrat, yeah. and then the turtles would they'd be snapping turtles, right? Yeah. And then so their names would be like uh, Dale, uh, Petty, uh, Waylon, and Johnny, <laughs> Willie, <laughs> or Willie. Yeah, okay, Willie. Yeah, Willie. yeah, Willie. Yeah. Colors could be the same, except for yeah. Uh, Petty would. His, what would their weapons be instead of, <laughs> of, of guns? They'd all just be guns. <laughs> It'd just be one would have a shotgun. One would have one a double have barrel. A, yeah, double barrel shotgun. Yeah, one would have a, a, a six shooter. Um, one would have a pitchfork. <laughs> Donatello's character would have a pitchfork. Ah. But the rest would have guns, and that would be a running gag, and it's that they would all be making fun of him for being the only one that didn't have a gun. That uh, seems about right. Good time down south. The song Old stays time the same. downtown, cracker turtles. <laughs> Old time down south, cracker turtles. He was in a half shell. How's your ma? <laughs> there you go. We think of this shit on the fly. <laughs> It's half baked, mind um, you, and he's not even high. I'm not. That that aside, I, I, I'm with you. The same thing. I I didn't get into the graphic novels of these until years later, when I knew they existed. Because to right. me, it was just a cartoon. And it was like, oh, there's, there's a comic book. Yeah, fuck that. That's reading. But you know, I got into my twenties, whatever. And the graphic and went. Oh, it's pictures with words. Well, no, the yeah. gra- the graphics are like they're graphic and it's fun. Yeah. It was meant to be a one off like thing. Yeah, they you've did, watched. They, have you yeah. watched that on uh, the toys that made us? Yeah, they were not expecting the turnout that they got on, yeah. on selling it, and readers wanted more, so they're like, fuck it, okay, okay, because they killed Splinter in the first. Yeah, in the like the first. Issue. It was the worst issue, I think. Was it either the first issue or the end of the well, first yeah, and, series of the book? Right. But like, it was fucking dark, dude. Yeah. 
I remember reading an article about it where it was like, yeah, you think you know the origins of this? Like, here's where, here's where the Ninja Turtles came from. And it was like, imagine if at the end of the first episode of the Ninja Turtles cartoon, they killed the Shredder. And then the, one of the quotes was, Cowabunga, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> it was great. But that's that's what I'd like to see. That, that'd be my magic wand, is just make it like, as as, 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 as take all the, the dumbness out of them being six-foot turtles as you can, but make it like straight samurai in New York, Kurosawa type. What trivia you got for us? Six pack trivia. Uh, uh, uh. We already said this before. Okay. Highest grossing indie film until the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it was like over 150, 160 like million dollars that they made a shit ton of money on a relatively small budget for a movie like this. Yeah, it's- I do know that much. Um, Prior to this movie coming out, Judith Hogue was working on a movie called Cadillac Man with Robin Williams. Robin Williams was a big fan of the cartoon. And Cadillac Man eventually become like a Clint Eastwood movie or something, it sounds like. You're thinking of Pink Cadillac. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Anyway, Robin Williams, big yeah. fan of the cartoon, probably so because of his kids. She pointed him in that direction? No, he, he pointed he, her in the direction oh. of going like, I'm familiar with this character. Let me give you some pointers on how oh, to, that's cool. how to make April O'Neil more like not a fucking cartoon character, and I think that's awesome. Have you met my daughter, Zelda? Zelda. Um, yeah, I was wrong earlier. Shot mostly in North Carolina, except some New York City shots. I yeah, that farmhouse looks like North for Carolina. sure, They're, for sure, like the Weeping Willows and shit. I yeah. don't know where I got Toronto from. I thought, I guess, I guess I just thought Toronto. Dude, some of the shots that they have watching so they, it this last time. Fucking beautiful of New like York, the cinema of New York, yeah, and at the farmhouse, like it, like That's, either twilight, the magic hour, or whatever. Fucking, amazing. I guess I just assumed that because it was New York, they couldn't afford to film there on the budget they had, being an indie. So I guess I just assumed that they were stock shots, except for what they absolutely needed to be, like right. in Donatello New- in front of the Twin Towers or something. Not that that happened, but just bad example. And I just, I guess I thought the street shots were Toronto. But I could understand that. I them. figured it was Canada as well. And then I remember watching a little special and I was like, oh, this is North Carolina? Wow, um, they did really good. But yeah, there's I, no way that house was upstate New York. <laughs> I, no. I don't know what uh, Marvel series it's from, but there's a, uh, there's a group called The Hand. It's from Daredevil. Okay. It was what... a nod to Daredevil. And it was there a nod to um, Frank Miller's Ronin. Those two were the biggest inspirations for, for the, the Foot Clan, the, for the Foot Clan yeah. and, tur- and the Ninja Turtles in general. Um, this should tell you something, Sally Minky. Yeah, she was one of the editors. She was edited this movie. One of Tarantino's editors for Tar- what for made, fifteen years or whatever. Yeah, what made his movies great until she died, and that's when they started to get long winded and weird. Yeah, that's yeah. So. Yeah. Every time, every time you see a director, there were like three editors on the movie, but I remember her name was yeah. planted right in the middle. I'm like, hey, wait a second, isn't that Tarantino's every time, editor? Every time you see a director win an award, ask yourself where the fuck is their editor? Because without your editor, your director is nothing. Yeah, your without your editor, your movie is six hours long because your director. Doesn't there are know. three big name directors that I follow, or at least have, that I can name their editors. <laughs> Within five hundred dollars. How much do you think Corey Feldman was paid to do his role as Donatello's voice? Oh, Lord. I'm going to guess he may have spent it all on cocaine or something. Yeah, that would have been that hard with what he was paid. <laughs> According to him, what he was paid. 
I don't know, $1.5 million. He was, according to Corey Feldman, he was paid $1,500 to voice Donatello. Really? Because he thought it was just going to be like a B B movie. So he easily snorted that in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Um... Pizza dude. Speaking of pizza dude, <laughs> I called the pizza dude. All right. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, pizza Hut had a 20 million dollar ad campaign, but for some reason, Domino's is the pe- uh, the featured pizza delivery service in the movie. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't find much information. I kind of scratched else. my head on that one. I wonder if, like you said, maybe something fell through. Had to have kind of like because it's really weird. Like it's in essence, it's like. Having Burger King show up in the movie, yet you're advertising all of the shit that you're eating at McDonald's, like Santa Claus the movie. Oh would, my god, dude! I would, I would pay. Oh god, I would pay any amount of money to see the Roger Corman version of this that was pitched to them in the '80s <laughs> with your turtles. Didn't he do like a Fantastic? Oh, you have like a Fantastic Four. Do you want to borrow it? Nope. You kind of want to borrow I it. Sure don't. All right. Well. Is it only on VHS? Shit, I don't have VCR, sorry. No, it's DVD. You're missing out because here's what here's what Roger Corman pitched in in the eighties <laughs> okay. to the creators. Here's here would have been your turtles. These would have been the voices of your Ninja Turtles if Roger Corman had anything to say with it. And right. I'll allow you to assign them to whichever turtle you want. Waylon Jennings was one of them? He wanted Gallagher. Gallagher. Sam Kennison. Bobcat wow. Goldthwaite. And Billy Crystal to voice the Ninja Turtles. Fucking what sort of coked out fever dream did that guy have? Wow. I guess Gallagher would have been Raphael. But no, Kennison. No. Kennison. Kennison, maybe. Kennison. Um, Goldthwaite the- would have been Michelangelo. Don, no, I think um, Donatello would have been Billy Crystal because that would have been the nerd. The, the most grounded. Yeah. And then Gallagher would have been Leonardo. Ah, that's, that's Why do they weird. call it a katana? It's not a... I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Here's a watermelon. <laughs> he would be cutting watermelons. He would be cutting watermelons in half with his fucking <laughs> blades. <laughs> oh, Raphael is Kinnison. Or Kinnison is Raphael. Just, that makes the most sense out of all of them. Just shouting. Damn. <laughs> um, also rans for April O'Neil. Mm. Uh, recent uh, Twi'lek, Jennifer Beals. Flash dance. Yeah. Also that Twi'lek that keeps... That, that gets blown up into... Yeah. In the Boba, Boba... Spoilers. Tonight on the Boba Fett Show, Jennifer Beals stars as a Twi'lek bar owner who may or may not... Be blown meet, up. Meet a dicey end. <laughs> Tune in tonight after Banachek. Uh Also rans for April O'Neil, Jennifer Beals, Marissa Tomei... Sandra Bullock. That's really wow. Way to make April O'Neil boring as fuck. And really young. Nicole Kidman. We again. Oh, uh, okay. I guess if they're going for redhead. Melanie Griffith. And weird. Sean Young. She could fight back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco, okay. Winona Ryder. I could see Bracco because that's... Can you see Brooke O'Shields? Because that's the last one, Brooke Shields. Brooke O'Shields. <laughs> I could see Lorraine Bracco because that's... This is going to sound really terrible. Brooke Shields would be too pretty. Not that I don't find Judith Hogan. No, she's real. She's real, yeah. She's, she is Brooke not... Brooke Shields is like yeah. exotic 
looking. Judith Hogue. Several of those actresses are much higher watermark than, unfortunately, Judith Hogue is. But I love Judith Hogue because she seems like a real Grounded, yeah. yeah. You're, you're not seeing, oh, fuck, it's Lydia Dietz. Oh, fuck, it's the blonde chick from Edward Scissorhands. Whatever. She's a ginger and you see her freckles. Yeah. You know, like literally. But yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Um, also rans for Casey Jones. If okay, talking, now I'm curious. We're talking Winona Ryder. We might as well go ahead and mention Johnny Depp. I thought you were going to say Heath, not Heath Ledger. I was going to say uh, Christian Slater. <laughs> He's in there. He's in there. Yeah. Okay, Keanu Reeves. Wow, well, they're let's all just, big. Let's just get they're all, all big, like late, late eighties. Yeah, let's just get all the Winona Ryder fucking boyfriends out of there, out of the <laughs> way. Actually, her husband, technically, if we want to talk about Keanu Reeves. All right. Um, this one's interesting. Lou Diamond Phillips, Emilia Westervelt, Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Patrick. I could see Jason Patrick. He's basically yeah, okay. Looks like Elias Cotillas. Brian Austin Green, gross. <laughs> Alex Winter, Gary Daniels. I don't know who that is. Uh, and River Phoenix. All too young. Most, yeah. most of you need young. someone that's like thirty. Thirty, thirty-five. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad who they picked. I think he I, the, embodies again. The, he's the same thing as, as Judith Hope. He's a vigilante, but he's, he's real. not. He's, he's real. real looking. Can you think? In that fight, the final fight with the Shredder, the boss fight, there's only one turtle that lands a blow on the Shredder. Is there? Only one. Who is it? Well, I know it's not Leonardo because he's the first to to jump and he's... No, I don't know. It's Leonardo. Is it Leonardo? Cuts his arm. Because he cuts him and he throws him off. And then he holds his arm. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. No, I did not... I do find it funny if that had been a nunchuck issue that considering that Splinter used the nunchuck to flip <laughs> Splinter over the roof. It'd be a really weird way to cut that movie. What is what did he use? Who Splinter? Yeah. What, what else mean? would he have used? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I what else would saying. he have used other than Michelangelo's physics, I guess. Miyagi Do. He basically used Miyagi Do. You'd never guess that my two Sentence summary was much wordier until I cut it down because I knew you were going to give me shit. No, I, I, you're right. I did all right, though. You did. You did good. <laughs> it was one sentence. It was a long one, but it was one. I'm like, I'm not adding any more because he's going to give me enough shit as it is. Um, <laughs> still hold up? Final thoughts? Yeah. Um, I think this movie's great because it's lean and mean. It's like 90 90- or so minutes. Straight up, yeah. Um, it never overstays its welcome. The cinematography is top-notch. Some of the shots that they get are spectacular, especially, like I said, the magic hour where you kind of see them. It's funny seeing the montage. <laughs> with All the, the trip fighting yeah, out in yeah, the woods. Yeah. Out, out but, in the farm. Uh, is it Donatello or Michelangelo wearing the cowboy hat? Um, I, I thought, think I it's Donatello because he's – He's bantering back and forth with Casey Jones, and I think that specifically was taken from the comics. Um, That's a great scene, too. It doesn't hit the nostalgic notes for me, um, but I remember having that VHS cassette that you have yeah. right there. Did yours have the little uh, FHE commercial at the beginning of I play in right field at way out where the dandelions go? I'll be honest with you. I can't remember. But mm, if I had kind of the same one, it probably did. Um, it's still has one foot definitely planted in the kid zone. It's still kind of kid. But yeah. apparently, from what I remember reading, Henson did not like the violence in this movie. 
he was upset with the fact that it was more violent than he was expecting it to be, mm-hmm. uh, which is surprising. But then again, I think they made shifts in that tone when they went to two and with three is that they made it a lot less action right. violence and they don't hit comical. any they don't hit anybody in the second yeah. movie. Um I honestly think that Actually this the, the only hit in the second movie is uh Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice. <laughs> the only hit. <laughs> and it was just barely on the charts. Uh, um uh I honestly think after watching this I should have listed it as a movie I would have put on my um uh, the kids, the pick six kid friendly movies. Sure, yeah, sure. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Righteous. Cowabunga. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's lighthearted. I think that they did a, a pretty good job of making you think that you were in New York City for most of the time. Um, I think also that this is the high mark of the Ninja Turtle movies. I've seen at least one of the. Michael Bay no, I saw, CGI. I saw the first one, and it just well, they may have gotten the the character like the tone right with the the turtles. They just seemed like they were very CGI roided out. They didn't look like Ninja Turtles anymore. No, they you were know, and supposed to be aliens. Weird. They're supposed to be aliens. Is I that think. what it was? I'm pretty sure. That's I watched. Dumb. I watched well, that's it. Dumb. Be, I can't. You and some other people are, are responsible for me not being able to, in good conscience, say I fucking hate that movie without watching it. That fucking <laughs> movie's garbage without it is, watching it's it. It's not great. I can say that movie looks like garbage, but I watched. I watched the Michael Bay one, and it's it's poop. And I won't. Like I said, um, it's excrement. I take my if if, if I'm going to take a Ninja Turtles recommendation from anybody, it's going to be Jamie Johnson. Absolutely, and he recommended just on Facebook. Isn't there a newer cartoon? Isn't there? And that's the one he he recently right. recommended. He said it was pretty good. That's the one that they got the original voice guy for Donatello back. And there's a couple of things that are it's it's modern and some of the animation it's weird. Um, it's a little CGI. Esque, yeah, it's a, but it, not completely. Yeah, but overall, it's fucking great. Yeah. I've spent many an hour watching. It holds it. the fun. same tone as the eight, old school. It tries to cop that yeah. '80s New York uh, cartoon thing. Yeah, uh, this movie absolutely fucking holds up for me. Um, childhood favorite. I was dead nuts level side to side, front to back in the fucking demographic for this. I was primed. I was born for this fucking <laughs> franchise. Um, it replaced He-Man for me because I could – I just knew that He-Man was like a good guy and Skeletor was a bad guy. With this, it was a little more – You had to think about it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, this this spoke a little more just like straight to you. And they were just fun, you know. You could just be childish and uh, beat the shit out of your friends with homemade nunchucks and hit your – more often than not, you hit yourself in the balls with them. Um, I like the fact that they took a child's property and made it. I probably enjoy this as a 40-some-year-old man because I enjoyed it as a 10-year-old kid, but I feel like you could have shown this to a 40-year-old person back then and they would have been like, okay, there's at least something. Right. You know, like, my parents, you know, like they're not going to enjoy the the turtle-esque shit of it, but like, I remember my mom laughing at, didn't they use this place in the Grapes of Wrath? Oh, very funny. (laughs) Did your mom laugh at the moonlighting line? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was definitely written for the twenty years older than the kids that are. That joke was that was put in for the parents that had to sit through this bullshit with their kids. Yeah. Um, I love the casting of April Jones. April Jones, 
uh, April O'Neil. April O'Neil and Casey Jones. Um, Maybe if they got married, then her name may have been yeah. April Jones. Uh, the tension between the two of them. Yeah, like you said, it's like, I it's, forgot how much I really enjoyed how it's like she, moonlighting. Yeah, she. Yeah, they're they're not on the same page, but there's a bit of an attraction on both ends, and I really like how they kind of spar quite a bit. Yeah, it's they're, they're, it works well. Their chemistry is great. Where it's um, like she's sore and she wants to, uh, and she just shoom, sit down. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the adult stuff in it is good, like that. The fight choreography is pretty fucking good for being that you've got four, like, mid late teens stunt people in these fucking rubber suits full of their own spit and sweat, you know, losing 15 pounds a day. The animatronics are great. Ah, fucking! I'm probably gonna watch this. If Jamie falls asleep early enough tonight, I'm, I'm probably gonna watch this. Um, if you have HBO Max, it's on that to easily just select. If you don't, I got the have a VCR. I got the VHS right down there and the DVD in the front, babe. <laughs> uh, I'm actually surprised they haven't come out with like a like a high end collector's edition they, on now. Like Nico Blu-ray. Nico Action Figures has come out with some high quality shit. Uh, 18 inch, 12 to 18 inch, I believe. Uh, Turtles and Shredder. Hmm. D- fucking high detail. Crazy shit. It's coming. 4K resolution. Sooner or later. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I give it a 9.95. In the meanwhile, bub, I ain't done with you yet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing another stage of human evolution. This summer, the future is here. There is a war coming. You sure you're on the right side? Sweet fuck, that was weird. I was like, hey, guess what? What? Rave party. We're mute. 2000. We're sexy. We're going to party like it's 2000. We're at a rave. <laughs> hey, you know what? I've enjoyed this movie uh, since it came out uh, 22, fu- 22 fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah. Is that your X-Men powers that you can remember math that makes us feel old? Yeah. I remember... I am a mutant. So I graduated But in, not a teenager anymore. <laughs> nice. Uh, what if... That's the connection. They're mutants. They're mutants. And they're... Never made that and rental right now. Same. I, I graduated... You heard first, listeners. I graduated high school in June of 1999, and in November, I went to a... Uh, Rave. Like, like a technical school for um, audio engineering. And I lived in a house with a bunch of dudes, and there was this one dude. It's a male brothel from Baltimore, and he was a comic book dude. And one night, I, stoned and drunk, whatever, we just got to talking about um, if they were going to make an X Men movie. And he might have brought up that they were making one because this was have been like December yeah. of ninety nine. So yeah, so it was most likely it was already happen- shooting or whatever. Sure, there had to be something, but it was really. I mean, internet was a thing, but it was pre-internet. The point is, I had no knowledge that they were making this. And he and I went down the list of, like, if they're going to make an X-Men movie, like, who would you cast to be in it? And I don't remember who we cast other than other than that he and I both agreed that Patrick Stewart would be Professor X. Dude, from what? Uh, from... And Schwarzenegger would be Colossus. <laughs> we both were there. I could see how that would make 
total sense. Although Colossus didn't show up for another three years, and then he what was he in? Was the first one he was? He was in, in X two. He's the okay. yeah. He was and way he, better in Deadpool. He was way better in Deadpool, and he also, was a he was a funny straight man in Deadpool. You know, also, the only actual X Men that they could afford with <laughs> Ryan Reynolds money. <laughs> a CGI version. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, all we need is a voice. That's great. <laughs> all right, let's go. Um. What I enjoyed most about this movie is how well-paced it is. It actually moves really well. It's quick, dude. It's great. Dude, there's like 10 minutes of credits. It's it's like 90 to 95 minutes, just not far off from Ninja but Turtles. I'll give you this. Ninja Turtles and X-Men, well, vastly different comic book interpretations, okay? Like, yeah. We, well, let's admit here for the first time, in, in, in real words, we were stretching with this pairing. But we were, but in many we, ways we weren't. We did it on purpose. Yeah. But both movies require you, the viewer, to have some foreknowledge of these characters. Yeah, and when I I'll I'll be honest with you, when I saw X Men, I had less knowledge of the characters in X Men than I than I did of Ninja Turtles. Okay. Because Okay, that's fair. Because of the cartoons. And at the time that, that came out, I was not Aware of, nor did I read the comics of the Turtles. My only real knowledge of the X-Men going into this was the animated series from Fox from the early 90s. It wasn't... like To me, comic books back Lisa in the, watched that quite a bit. It's great. It's dark. Yeah. It's, it's darker than... Then, yeah. Um, to me, as a kid, reading comic books was still like reading. And... That's for nerds. No, it wasn't for no. nerds. It was just, just like, but jumping into a comic book is like jumping into a world that you've fucking X Men have been around since 1963, I believe. Yeah. So think of when the the civil uh, civil war, not civil war, but um, the mutant civil war, <laughs> X Men civil war, the war between the mutant states. Shut up. <laughs> the southern mutants, you know, sweet tea and. <laughs> Crawfish. Civil <laughs> rights. Good God. I could not pull that word anywhere. Crawfish is a mutant that's got like fucking <laughs> pincers for hands like he's a crawdad. <laughs> Onion. <laughs> we went southern with both of them. Yeah, if you well, went Cajun. He's from Louis- I mean, he's Louisiana. Cajun Wolverine would be funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he'd be Badger. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be Gambit, though? Gambit's good. Yeah, because Gambit is... Was he? He, in, was, he was Louisiana. Yeah, he was. Has he been portrayed? He, well, he showed up in like the Wolver, the first Wolverine movie, which was shit. The one with Ryan Reynolds, the first. Yeah, one. the first one with okay. Ryan Reynolds. I actually love my version of that. Yeah, I got the leaked copy that had all the production shit in it. Still, that wasn't really. Finished. Yeah, where oh, you okay. like um, Saber- visual effects here, that kind of thing. Literally, yeah. Sabretooth oh, is chasing a young, almost uh, like you got like a. Academy version or no? It's not an no. Academy version. It's a fucking. We've printed this so far. We need more funding. But Sabretooth is chasing Scott Cyclops through right. the school when he's a kid, and then there's a moment of catching your breath, and then you see Scott look up at a window, and Sabretooth pops up, and he taps on the window, and then a red arrow pops up, and it says "Claw gets longer." <laughs> it's fucking awesome because it shows you what goes. I, I shit on CGI effects a lot. It sounds like they're cheap, but it shows you what goes into that kind of effect on the back end. Okay. The in-camera effects are just all in the front, and CGI shit is all in the back end. So 
the people, it's not any any less difficult. The people on the front end still have to fucking hit their mark, and they've got to fucking say their shit when they have to say it. Otherwise, the timing's fucked. And that's why they put the digital reminder in that make sure you make Sabretooth's fingernail grow longer here while he's tapping on the window. Ting, it's, ting, ting, ting. it's fucking funny. Sorry, long-winded way around of saying whatever the fuck we were saying. About a movie that we have, we're not reviewing, because that's Wolverine. Also true. Origin story or whatever the fuck it's called x-men origins wolverine translation he's the most popular character so let's let's give him more um i feel like there is a shit ton of expositional dialogue in this movie yeah well it was but 2000 dude it's it's done really well compared to other movies and it just feeds the audience just enough information they actually know what the fuck's going on without like Information overload. Information overload. But those of yeah. us that have a slight working knowledge of the X-Men. It doesn't feel like, it's, it's okay, it's, we get it. It feels a bit like, okay, we get it. When's he going to say the thing? When's he going to do the shit? When yeah. are we going to see the... But it's still... it's. Oh, I can't it, there's wait. a little I can't, bit there, but it's I can't wait to. I can't wait to say something later. <laughs> we'll get to it. I, I do know, number one... Now, this is not necessarily my trivia yet, but I do know way back when when they decided to pick Brian Singer for this movie. Okay. They chose him because they saw um, Usual Suspects. Okay. And they picked him because he did really well with an ensemble cast. Okay. That's the reason why they chose him. Which I would agree, he didn't have an ensemble cast at the time. But he had one kind of with the Usual Suspects. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Here, here, here are your five, six characters and... They all kind of need a bit of their story, but he did well. With you mean ensemble as, as far as the characters go, not the actors. The characters. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll give you. Yeah. Then I. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And here he didn't have to write. He who, didn't write anything. He did, on well, this one. but nobody had to write anything because there's a mile and a half worth of dialogue that you could do for Wolverine. And Correct. For um, Scott and for Rogue. Rogue was more invented for the cartoon show in the early '90s. Correct. I think so. Um, no, that was Jubilee. I know. No, I th- Rogue, Rogue was in it too because they took her from her parents. And the the what were the giant robots called? <sighs> yeah, not there. Don't ask me. Don't know. Sentinels. Sentinels. I think it's Sentinels. Really? What was the G? The not Geonosis. <laughs> Genosha. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know um, they were. I think they were Sentinels. I think they were the... Sentinels. Yeah, they were coming to collect mutants and shit. Um, Very Holocaust esque. Yeah. Um, I only had a couple of notes when first watching this movie in a, a little while. It's been a couple of years. I know Lisa grabs this one every year or two and pops it in because it's she just loves X Men. She watched um, after she was either out of college or whatever. She watched a fair amount of the animated series that was in the '90s as well. She enjoyed um, Rogue and I think Jubilee or Jubilee and another character. I can't remember which one it was. Jubilee was she basically had Gambit's power, right? Um, but one of the few observations I had, because there were not a lot of notes that I took down while I was watching this movie, like, oh, this will be fun to kind of talk about. But one of the few things I did was, what do you think they put in Cerebro in order to take down Professor X? Because it just looked like tar, dirty bong water or something. <laughs> I was I just, mean, gonna, I, I went Superman 3 with it. I know. It's, it's always tar. But it's, it's I like, tar. I like yours. dirty bong water is pretty good. <laughs> it just seemed odd, like, what do you think Magneto was thinking with Mystique going, so what do you think we're going to put in here? <laughs> antifreeze. That will take antifreeze. That's a good one. That's a good Ethylene one. Glycol. But it looks too green 
It needs to look dirtier. Mm. Well, spill it. Used uh, fryer oil (laughs) from a Wendy's outside of Hoboken. No. Hohokus, New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. From a Long John Silver's. Fuck Wendy's. Oh. oh. Double oil. (laughs) No, no, no. I got a better idea. It's from Captain D's. (laughs) That's why he gets brain fried. Uh, I feel that the movie does a really good job of ending the story, sort of leaving you wanting for more as well. Absolutely. Like it, it answers the questions that need to be answered, but it also asks about seven other questions that you don't get an answer to that make you really want to go, all right, I want to see more. And watching it now going, oh, I could just go to the next movie. At that time, you're like, I got to wait X-Men 2 is years. a really good fucking sequel. X2 is an amazing sequel to this one. Yeah. Because while this one doesn't have a ton of backstory, it has it, it has this much backstory. Yeah. X2 has this much backstory. <laughs> you know the characters and it yeah. just just flies off the yeah. page. It's just yeah, it's good. fucking amazing. Um, I saw this probably on uh, VHS right after it came out and available. Uh, I don't remember seeing it in the theater. And I had no idea who Hugh Jackman was. No one did. And I'm glad for him. I've heard he's kind of a butthole. I don't know. I, I can't say I, one or the I can't other. Say I, one never, or the I other. never worked with him, so I don't know. Same. Me either. <laughs> uh, he he won't return my calls. Um, I'm glad for him that he's been able to do stuff outside of this. Yeah. Because, and I'm sure he knew this, he is always going to be Wolverine. I think what's also fun <laughs> with him and Ryan Reynolds is the fake the, uh, yeah I love their duel like yeah. dueling that they have towards each other I mean like okay what you're seeing what we're seeing right now as we're recording this game well, I try to keep these semi evergreen where they're not dated but as too, or too dated yeah as as we're sitting here I'm seeing on Instagram um what looks to be shots from a mile and a half away of the Batgirl movie <laughs> where they're showing Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman okay Hugh Jackman hasn't had to do that. He's been playing consistently the role for the last twenty two fucking years. Yeah. Like and then until he'll go Logan, he was he's the only he's done Wolverine. Now. He's done now, right? Yeah, he's done. And so if he shows up in anything, it's happenstance like, oh, that's cool. Like if he showed up in um Doctor Strange's like madness of the multiverse or whatever, if he showed up in that it would be a cameo because it would be an alternate timeline. Sure, he's not Wolverine anymore. After twenty fifteen or twenty seventeen or whatever it was, when he when did Logan came out, Old Man Logan, he yeah. was done. And so he's he's so so. If anybody else shows up as Logan now, it's going to be a new actor, big fucking claws. To yeah, play. yeah, because he's been doing it for twenty two fucking years. I remember long I remember enough when I watched this movie. I needed one thing to happen. I needed two things. And I got the first one pretty goddamn quick in the first act. It's when um, Rogue is on her fucking walkabout, and she's up. She ends up somewhere in your walkabout in Bumfuckville, Northern Canada. Canada, and she's right. in there, and she sees the bar fight, and the guy just gets the fucking shit kicked out of him. King, and then he, <laughs> no, and then he stands up and he goes, "Hey, bub." Yeah, I'm not done with you yet. Apparently, and I was like, okay, that's one. That's a, one of the two things. A part of the a part of the trivia was he used Bub about a significant amount more than what was actually in the movie because that's, they were like they need to cut it down, so they used it like two or three times. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I needed and got in spades was the love triangle between 
Cyclops and Jean Grey and Wolverine. And they played that well. Hurt. I hurt for him. Like as much as you can in this movie. Like I feel bad for Logan because one of the bits in one of the bits in trivia. She's just not that into you, bro. Yeah, she's into you. She but, is, but yeah, she's looking for stability. What, what, yeah, Wolverine, you are not if anything stable. Only thing this dude can't do at the beach is take his sunglasses off. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wrote, and I didn't write down in trivia, but I read in trivia was, I guess, uh, Famke did not know how they were going to cut those scenes because she shot stuff with Scott and with. So that's why it plays it. She's, yeah, they shot she's all dipping. the things. She has no idea how they were going to lean the edit one way over the other on. Okay, so am I more into Wolverine or am I more into Cyclops? I know who I would choose if I was Jean Grey. Uh, the stable guy? No, I'm just Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Scott. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's it's it he's comes, kind of a Superman-y type of character. He's the he's the Boy Scout. Yeah, he is. The, I get it, but dork. he's the Boy Scout. He's the Boy Scout. He's the Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah he's the Boy Scout. This is my last Narragansett. I'm kiss your wife. <laughs> uh, but this you, for for people that don't that didn't really know the X Men, maybe have just seen it here or there, and like, oh, that seems fun. This is a great intro. Like pretty accurate introduction to uh, these yeah. characters for people that didn't. Like, this is what always intimidates me about comic books: is where do I start? Like, do I have to go back to 1963 and read? Where all do these? I need to go to get the information I need to move forward? Yeah, this yeah. is this is as good enough as you're you're. You could show this to your mom. This is a good starting place. Yeah, this is a good jumping off point. And apparently it's the only X-Men movie of all of the X-Men movies that made good and or bad that has not been based off of other material that was released in comic book form. No shit. It was an original idea. Now, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't pull from. Oh, you're talking about because but of X2? The story, but the story itself, they did not, like like X-Men itself. You're you're talking about because in X2, they have Stryker and the whole Weapon X storyline. Which is... And then, the, and then d- depending on the movie, it really leans which, on specific... In X2, in my opinion, that's what starts to do the X-Men series a disservice, is they start focusing on Wolverine, and it starts to become the Fonzie show, the Urkel yeah, the show Wolverine a little bit. show, yeah. Yeah. And, and it makes sense it's why okay. they start to make yeah, his it's okay. standalone, but yeah. Because his standalones are way better. Anyway. Yeah. Outside, I, I'm not a big fan of the first Wolverine movie. The X-Men it Origins? Has, yeah, yeah. It has some moments that are good, but as a whole, it's mostly a piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Wolverine and Logan, is it Logan? Yeah, it's called Logan. Yeah. It's last it's, one. Yeah, those Lo- are really good. Logan is based off of Old Man Logan. Yeah. Where he's like, what is it, like 100 years in the future yeah. or something? Yeah, it's definitely a future jump. Yeah. And the Wolverine, which is kind of, he goes to Japan, and there's that whole thing oh, yeah. with that. Where he, but that one's good. What is her name? What is the villain in that? Oh, is it Psylocke? I remember? Maybe. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember her from the from the arcade game. I can't remember her. I think it's Psylocke. Okay, number one. Do you? Ha- oh, number one. This is the only question. This is the last question I have down here before I go into other things. Do you have a favorite X Men? Yeah, Wolverine. Okay. okay. Did you have one? Outside of Wolverine, because everybody fucking loves Wolverine. Okay, it's like so everyone loves Batman. Do I have if, a favorite X Men out of the core? outside of the core? Oof. 
Gamb- Gambit, probably. Gambit was good. I liked Gambit, Gambit because, was because of the kinetic energy that well, he had with everything. That I liked, was the unique. I liked Gambit because he had that low down Delta cool. Yeah, he had that trench coat. Mm-hmm. He had that accent, and then he 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 was a card player, right? And he had the kinetic energy. He was a thing. gambler. Yeah, uh, it was riverboat gambler basically. Yeah, but he had the fucking the power. Um, I liked Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's cool. He was see he was I thought uh, they used him really well in X2. They used as well. him really well. He was uh he was X Factor though. Was he? Back in the day. I mean okay. they're using him in this movie. I mean, I'll I'll put you this way. I wasn't huge necessarily into cartoons, I wasn't huge into the comics, but when it came to the movies, I loved minus if I couldn't choose Wolverine, I would pick Nightcrawler because he was a great tragic character. Mm-hmm. In, especially in X two. Cyclops was cool because he... Even when you go into villains, no, Magneto is fucking awesome. Magneto's, you, yeah. Magneto's cool. Um, no, I'd have, to, I'd, I'd have to say Gambit. That's okay. a good question. So let me give you a you very... Were just, I was going to say, you were just out of high school when you probably saw this. I was, yeah. I was probably 20, 21, <laughs> maybe. I, I have that down here. How old were you when you first saw this film? I was 24 when it was released in the theaters. I had just recently moved out to Tennessee. Oh, really? And I'm fairly certain I went and saw this with friend of the show, Brandon. And maybe a few others nice. that worked at Best Buy at the time. <laughs> let me shout uh, out to Brandon. <laughs> let me give you a two sentence summary. Oh yeah. <laughs> Brian Singer directs one of the best comic book movies ever. It is perfectly cast. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not funny. <laughs> I was almost going to tell you it's not going to be funny. <laughs> You're like it's not funny. Uh, no, just see what his reaction is. <laughs> but outside of that, do you think being made out of adamantium, like like right before it's going to rain, do you think Wolverine's joints get cold? Oh, probably. Like, I would think in all, in a real world, fuck yeah, they would. A little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Toss a little WD forty on them shits. Yeah, because like you, I'm sure you have issues with you, some of your joints when it's about to rain or within close to proximity to rain. Don't you have like knee mm, or shoulder or something? My pinky, one of my knees, it migrates from one knee to the other, but Jamie's right shoulder for sure. I don't. Lisa gets fucking headaches. She mm. gets like sinus headaches, sinus pressure from uh, changing the pressure system. <laughs> <laughs> Something I liked about this was the sort of gun in the first act of Rogue telling Wolverine about her power. Like, if I touch somebody with my bare skin, yeah. I, I kill them. Yeah. Knowing that, I, yeah. oh, she's going to have to use it probably on him at the end of the movie. It's a good way to put it in there without like, <laughs> yeah, dude, we get it. Someone's going to take your powers. Boy, Rogue's a killer lay. <laughs> Slayed you. With my- Dong Slayer. Speaking of that, is Mystique just naked like all the time? She felt like she was in a completely different movie when she was filming this because of how long it took to put in the makeup or put in, put on the makeup. Yeah. And all of the paint that they had to put on her, she did not feel like she was almost shooting the same movie, movie as everyone else. She said, which that? is kind of, yeah. She said it was a little alienating. The second film, it got better. Was she in the second one? Yeah. Okay. Um, but she felt like she was totally in a different movie. But I mean, is the else. implication that her character... That's I her... think it's because she spent so much time in makeup. No, 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 no. You're missing the point. Oh, go ahead. 
I'm sorry. Her character, right? Mystique. Yeah. That's her skin, right? The blue skin? Yeah, with the red. Yeah. She, she's just naked all the time. Her character is just naked all the time. Not Rebecca Romaine. Mystique. Yeah. She's just walking around naked all the time. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's your blue that. titties flopping around and everything. <laughs> Every time I come in the kitchen, <laughs> you're, you're in the kitchen. kitchen. With your blue titties. With your blue titties. <laughs> doing Eat. nothing. Ain't making nothing. Eating all the hog mouth. <laughs> and the pig's feet. <laughs> now, see, John Witherspoon would have made a great Professor X or a great fucking Magneto. <laughs> Could you imagine? God damn. He walks into the kitchen like it. <laughs> like, if we go back to, like, X-Men First Class... And it's fucking John Witherspoon. <laughs> That'd be so fucking good. Now, let me ask you. Why this. is it? Every time I'm in the kitchen, yo, in the kitchen. <laughs> if he if he played Magneto, would his Magneto suit fit or would it be ill-fitting? No, it'd be ill-fitting. Because if it didn't, it just wouldn't be right. It would have to be ill-fitting. Okay. All right. Really, All right. I'm, come on. It would be funny. Because it just it would just be a little tight. God damn it. It'd be I a little John snug. <laughs> It'd be a little tight right here. Well, in my in my head, he has the Magneto pants and the boots on, but maybe the top is just he's got a wife beater and he's just eating some <laughs> some dry cereal or whatever. What are you doing, Mag- Mystique? I'm throwing this away. What do you mean you're throwing it away? We ain't got no milk. You better put some water on that damn shit. shit. <laughs> All right. It would work well because one of the first introductions of Mystique in the in first class is with. Uh, uh, with Professor X, and she's in the kitchen stealing food, so it That'd just be, it would just work perfectly. That'd be a good little fucking voiceover. There, <laughs> well, that not being that that doesn't exist, uh, <laughs> what doesn't work for you? Uh, there are only a couple of things that really don't work for me on this one. Four, and it's minimal. Okay. Uh, number one, I think Halle Berry's performance is a little wooden. It I does always, not. I always read Storm that way. That may be true. That was me. I but didn't mind that, her. But that may have been that. This may have been my interpretation. Is I don't know the character, and she felt kind of okay. stiff. That's fair. Um, I feel that uh, Holly Berry's and uh, Anna Paquin's uh, ability to do accents other than their own were not great. Yeah, I don't even know why they tried to make Anna Paquin be. I think that they were pretty terrible, and at best inconsistent. Kind of like what was Kevin, they went to like Kevin Costner's school of foreign accents. What was Storms supposed to be? I think she was. I thought when I talked to Lisa, she was like, I thought it was like Bahamian, and then I looked it up a little oh. bit more, and it's not necessarily Bahamian, but her like it's, roots came from like Kenya, so it was oh, okay. either African or is Caribbean. Either way, it, I did not it didn't hold. In I any would. Way. I would rather see uh, now. I would rather have seen even back then. I would rather have seen somebody a little older, like Angela Bassett, do Storm. It was not in my recasting, so okay. I'm not stealing anything from that. Remember that. God damn it! I'm so good at this. No, I'm just saying. Remember that. I'll just say. I'll. I'll tell you now. I've known she you, was. I've known you for almost 20 years. I know what you're saying. Yeah, she <laughs> was supposed to be Storm. Storm. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, guess what? We're not going to talk about it later because we're talking about it now. <laughs> uh, uh, number one was that. Uh, number two was the accents. Number three, some of the early 2000 CGI is a little lackluster and doesn't completely hold up. That one shot where he like like flips. wraps around like yeah. one of the pointy ends of the 
Statue of Liberty and then cuts it off after yeah. at the end. Yeah, that doesn't really hold up well. The visuals, it felt like they were rushed, and I think they were. They were supposed to be a December release. They ended up being like like midsummer, like right around July. It's still better than Scorpion King. But... Right. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the last one is the movie suffers a little bit from not giving all of the characters enough screen time as they feel like Wolverine's movie. It still kind of feels it's the, like it's the Wolverine. it feels like Wolverine in a Rogue show. It's an episode of The Incredible Hulk, yeah, but starring yeah. Wolverine. And in this episode, special guest star is special guest stars <laughs> Rogue, Rogue, Jean Grey, and Scott, and maybe Professor X. <laughs> sure, special um, special guest star. No, you make a good point there. That's. I feel that Storm, Sabretooth, and Toad all suffered from like possible edit cut, you know, like editing issues. You mentioned Toad. He doesn't work for me because you have such a rich, you've got a rich bench of villains to draw from. Why are you making up a guy? Oh well, this was guy... he not? Was he not? Yeah, was he made up for the movie? Is that? What yeah. I'm the... Oh, I had. No. Yeah. As far as I know. Okay. I mean, but this guy played Darth Maul two years ago, and look what Star Wars is doing now. We should get this guy in here. Well, hey, you know what would be even better? If he does the same movie he does with his lightsaber. With the, did you know, do you remember? Oh, yeah. When he exits the elevator and spins the yeah. the rod staff. that was holding his staff yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that was very um, much a Darth Maul move. He just didn't make sense to me. I mean, he was cool. Why not? Why not use fucking Nightcrawler and then have him have a character turn? Yeah, he could have played the same fucking character. You know, and I, absolutely for a minute I that thought he was Nightcrawler. Sabretooth is cool, but they don't play it that Sabretooth and Wolverine are he, brothers. Right? They don't play like they have anything to do with each other. Yeah, there's some disconnection there, book wise, because that's they, just it's almost shit. like they didn't know the characters. I think that's probably what Correct. It was. Um. They just felt like background characters. I mean, and that's even not really a big deal for me because so much of the rest of the movie works. Disconnection between Sabretooth and the addition of Toad as a character. They don't they don't take anything away from the movie because people that are watching it, most of them don't know that Toad is not a character. They don't know that Sabretooth and Wolverine are brothers. Yeah. Not I get the not, am- not not my best answer to what doesn't work for a movie, but I I, I get the amnesia part if you're gonna play the fact that Wolverine has amnesia for the past 15 what years. Was this an episode of Knight Rider? Right, but at least there should be something. There should be like, I know you. That happened in something. That happened in, oh, it was the uh, future first class or days of future past when they go back in time and they meet Wolverine and he tells them to fuck off. That's um, Days of Future Past. He had a cameo. Yeah, They both good, walked up to him in the bar. Trying to recruit him, yeah. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> What's your favorite line or scene? Hey, hey, it's me. Prove it. You're a dick. Okay. <laughs> I have it written down verbatim in my notes. <laughs> I I had a feeling you might, but it's I so, honestly thought it was going to be the other one. It's so, what was the other one? Oh, the one I say all the time. No, that's because it's fucking okay. horrible. No, that's the, this the that's worst the greatest. Line all right, hang on a second. So I do, uh, Nathan wasn't sure if he was going to cross over, and I, as he's as the the quote is playing, I'm holding up my notes and showing him where I've written it out. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's me. Prove it. You're a dick. Okay, it's perfect. What Nathan's going to pull up now, we have a story for because uh, Nathan and I um, nerd alert. Nerd! 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 Easiest way.
easiest way to say around, have been playing an online D&D game, Dungeons & Dragons game, for the last year. So we've been playing a couple games. Now, I have a couple different characters. One of them is a druid. She has the ability to like work and interact with nature. And one of her spells is called Call Lightning. And as a, as a result of that spell, my character can, as long as she can see something within 60 feet, she can call a ball of lightning and just zip, zap, zoobity boo, whatever that thing is. And every time it's a bolt of lightning, it's a bolt of lightning without fail before I'm going to do it, before I cast the spell and roll the dice, I say this. You know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Same thing happens to everything else. Oh, <laughs> uh, it cracks me the fuck up. Uh, it makes you and Brock so mad when I do it. I fucking hate that line. Do you know what happens it's to an terrible. orc when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. And you guys always finish the line like you don't know I'm going to say it, but then you get so mad when I say it. Yeah. Uh, it makes me so happy. I love that line. You want to know one bit of trivia that I'm going to read right now? Uh, sure. At one point, they asked Joss Whedon to go in and polish the script. Mm, did he? And then he did. And I'm sure he got paid a healthy amount of money. And then they decided, this is too pop culture referency, which is not what X-Men was at that time. Not then. Or no. never, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and so they removed pretty much almost everything except two lines. You're an I favorite quote. You're a dick. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what happens to a toad when he gets struck by lightning? Both polished and provided by Joss Whedon. That's great. <laughs> so he wrote the best line and the worst line. No, he wrote the two best the lines. Same fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did find that odd that he, that he brought him in to touch up or polish up the script, and the only thing that they kept were those two specific interactions. Magic Wand or Recast, what did you do? Okay, so Magic Wand or Recast the Lead, I decided to go down the line and recast everybody. Oh, me too. Yeah, I figured as much. That okay, hang on. I did, I did Logan, Rogue, Magneto, Professor X, Jean Grey, Scott, Storm, and Senator Waterpuddle. <laughs> I didn't do Waterpuddle. I did Sabretooth and Toad. I decided to put those two as well if we okay. expanded them out a little bit. Okay. So, number one, who did you have for Professor X? John Malkovich. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's weird, but that would work. Be, it's weird, but it, yeah. I picked Stanley Tucci. Fucking also good. Yeah. He's okay. at that right age range right now, because I kind of went with current, as close to current today. Maybe. I almost said Alan Arkin. Oh, <laughs> that would have been awesome. Early 2000s. No, I'd go, I, I'd go uh, Kaminsky Method. Oh. Oh, okay. Alan Arkin. He's like angry Jew. Angry, old, wise <laughs> old Jew. Jew. Like he's, angry, he's wise. Angry, old, and wise Jew. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. That was my Charles. Okay. So next, Wolver Who, Wolverine. 1965, Kirk Douglas. Oh, that's really good. Big fucking top heavy Charles Atlas looking motherfucker. That, kind of chiseled. That definitely. fucking jaw. Dyes hair black. Give him a little fucking little Errol Flynn beard. Not much. Grizzle him up and give him the shink shink. That works. Uh, I who was went, your Who was your rogue? Um, I well with Wolverine. Uh -huh. I went with Henry Henry oh. Cavill. Yeah, because they basically they basically did that with the first Superman movie. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Okay, rogue. 
Mm-hmm. I went with Maya Hawk. Who is she? Uh, Ethan Hawk and uh, oh, Uma from Thurman's Stranger daughter. Things. Stranger Things. Maya Hawk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I went Dakota Fanning. That would have worked. Yeah. We could do Dakota Fanning now because she could probably still play that teen. Jean Grey. I had either or. I went with a redhead as well because mm-hmm. Famke is not a redhead normally. Mm-hmm. I went with Bryce Dallas Howard mm-hmm. or Jessica Chastain <laughs> because they get mixed up a lot. So you, just so you went, can pick with one of the you other. You just went straight redhead. Yeah. Okay. And both would have probably filled that role really well. I went 1995 Julianne Moore. Oh, okay. So just before you hit like Boogie Nights, Boogie Nights and, and all of that. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went redhead, but I went I went with redhead that's a good – I'm not saying Jessica Chastain yeah. or Bryce Dallas Howard aren't, aren't good actresses. I just went with a more – for me, to, for I me tr- Jean Grey needs to be sort of like third grade teacher. No, that – I see where you – I see where you're energy. going. Because yeah. she's trying to keep Logan and Wolverine – or Logan and Scott from fighting over her yeah. all the time. 95 Julianne Moore. That's uh, my Jean Grey. Okay. Cyclops, I had Jack Quaid. If you've watched any of the boys on Amazon Prime. <laughs> no, but I've heard Dennis I've... Quaid's son. Okay. Jack Quaid. He worked he would work well. He's a little less known. Is he the to, evil like, su- is he basically the evil Superman character? No, a different oh. guy. Okay. Uh for my Cyclops, I went nineteen eighty five Eric Stoltz. <laughs> fired fired from Back to the Future. He needs something to do. Oh, okay. His energy's a little... Another redhead. His energy's... That would make more sense with the redhead going after the redhead. Oh, yeah. His energy's a little dark, because that's what he did. <laughs> Just on... recently fired from Back to the Future. <laughs> Eric Stoltz. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah. Storm. Zoe Zaldana. Oh! That's who I picked. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of anyone else. I thought she would pull that. She was off. one of the first okay. ones. I, she was one of the first ones I thought of. Same here, because Zoe oh, Saldana. Oh man, I would. Here's the here's the TV I show. I don't dislike that Holly Berry in this role. I just felt that, same. I love. Holly I just Berry felt that this. her performance was a little stiff. And I think. And now again, like you said, I don't know if that was her character or not. If not, I think that I Zoe always I always read Storm as a little stiff. Uhura was always a little stiff on Star Trek. Okay. And that's, yeah, you're that's right. why I went there. And I would watch Zoe Zaldana read the phone book. You could just put it on mute and I could watch her do it. I could <laughs> watch her shock toads all fucking day. <laughs> do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? Nope. Please show me. Okay, so you have two more. I have four more. So I have Magneto and, and Mystique? No, I have Magneto and uh, Senator Water Puddle. Okay, that's right. All right. I have Magneto. We'll go there. Magneto, who do you have? John Hurt. All right. I have Denzel Washington. Oh, that's so much better. Make his struggle rather than going World War II and Nazi concentration camps for the Jews. Go like civil rights movement. Oh, but would he be like an old? He'd be an older black man. Yeah, right? okay. I'm still thinking. So he's still the, like Jim I'm Crow. I'm still thinking 2000. Two, I'm still thinking like 2010s to 2020s now. Well, but Magneto was pulling World War II shit in the two thousand and in, in, in the year two thousand. So just jump up twenty years, you have so, him, but in the but could potentially he not, in the Jim Crow era? Could, I was gonna say, could he not just be an older black man from the sure. Jim Crow era? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Because he plays a really vicious villain when he wants to. Yeah. Well, he's passionate. Yeah. 
Fuck, that's way better than John Hurt. I just went. I just went one. <laughs> no, for one it's still good. Old British dude. John Hurt is not bad, but I just. I initially Ooh. had Christoph Waltz, which also would have made a really good Magneto. Let's make him an old fucking. Make him a German or a Jew or a Slav yeah. or something. Just make him not. Man, that's a good. That's good. Uh, Senator Waterpuddle. Ronnie Cox. <laughs> Come on, tell me this that's not a fucking straight trade. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You would have that's felt, a one for one. Yeah. That's a one that's for a one. That's a one for one. Turns into like he's so In vitriol. fact, I think it's one for one point five. Because <laughs> I think Ronnie Cox is better than I can't remember the name of the actor that plays Same. the senator. Because like, eventually when they when Magneto mutates the guy and then he's starting to fucking die and he realizes, oh, I'm basically a racist. Yeah. Oh my god. His character has a turn. And you a- you feel bad for him. And then he just Gurgles. turns into a water puddle. <laughs> you wouldn't feel bad for Ronnie Cox. No. That's my recasting. I have, okay, so I have three more. I have Mystique, Toad, and Sabretooth. I'm going to go with Sabretooth first. Sweet. Jason Momoa. Hmm. I think he would pull a little more personality into the guy that they currently had playing Sabretooth. It's too sexy, though. Maybe, but I still think he could pull it off. Uh, Toad, rather than um, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. I went with David Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Now, he's in his early 30s, late 20s. Now. Now. I think he could pull that off a little bit better than what Ray Park did with. As far as acting, as far as stunt. They they hired Ray Park because he was a stunt stunt man. That's it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, And then Mystique, Chloe Grace Moritz. Was it Moritz? Moritz. Hit girl. Okay. She She could play well as... Villain sidekick, but but sexy has her own yeah, personality. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I don't agree with most of your last three, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, trivia. Six pack trivia. <laughs> all right. Did the mansion at all look familiar to you? Nope. Professor Xavier's Mansion. For gifted children? No. Nope. I was used in Billy Madison. (laughs) Back to school. (laughs) Hugh Jackman took ice cold showers every morning of filming in order to help get into character. And apparently that happened on accident because one of the first days he was going out to shoot, he went to go hop in the shower before he got ready to go shoot and realized that his trailer did not have any hot water. And so he decided to... And just kind of went with it. Went with it. Nice. I'm like, that's that's pretty good. Uh, okay. Neither Patrick Stewart nor Ian McKellen knew how to play this game during filming. Chess. Correct. What? I know. What the fuck? Right. What? They're both knighted, and they don't know how to play chess in the year 2000, and are asked to play chess, and they're like. Can you get a professional in here? Because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Yes, that's true. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing either. Neither of them had any idea. They had to have someone, uh, a master chess player come in and show them how to play. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I figured both of them would have known. I, I don't like the fact that they put that motherfucker in charge of the Enterprise for seven years and he didn't know how to play, play chess. Because he seemed like he did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, Riker knew how to play. Right. That's a different episode. Okay. Uh, to celebrate her last day on set, Rebecca Romaine, currently at the time Stamos, 
brought in a bottle of tequila, which she gave to her fellow cast and crew during a break in filming. Unfortunately, that day, she happened to have been filming the Wolverine and Mystique fight scene. They all had taken shots, and apparently she threw up blue-colored vomit all over Hugh Jackman during one of the scenes because of it. I don't know if she couldn't hold her liquor at the time or not, but because of also the makeup that she had in her, she projectile vomited blue puke all over her. That's funny. Hugh Jackman got his testicles caught in his harness after a six-foot jump off of the set's Statue of Liberty. Well, at least they'll grow back. Now you... (laughs) They'll heal real quick. Hold on. Oh, it's not real? Shit. (laughs) Ouch, though. Uh... Oh, where are you going there, Bob? (laughs) Hey, Bob. Get your peanut butter, Frank. (laughs) How the hell did you get the beans above the Frank? Uh, Hugh Jackman whoa, also... Whoa, 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 it's me! <laughs> Prove it. You're a dick! You're a dick! Okay. Okay. Uh, apparently Hugh Jackman also did most of his own stunts, and one day he almost impaled a cameraman with his claws. Jesus. Like in Spaceballs. <laughs> when... <laughs> right. When Dark Helmet... <laughs> um, he did it! Uh, Ray Park's first speaking role without another actor dubbing his voice. No shit. That's got to kind of suck in some ways. Like, hey, we want you in this role. Uh, we already talked about the Joss Whedon two lines that remain. <laughs> Last bit here outside of the casting what ifs or also rands. Brian Singer turned down this movie three times to direct it, believing that comic book movies were unintelligent literature. Hmm. However, after reading the X-Men comics and watching X-Men, the animated series that started in 92, he found the story's themes of prejudice and discrimination compelling and finally agreed to do the live-action movie. Too bad the movie didn't also deal with sexual abuse. Then maybe things would have gone differently for him during the Me Too movement. All right. We'll go to casting. Singer's first choice to play Wolverine was... Two thousand. Well, it would have been ninety. Two thousand or ninety nine. Even possibly even go all the way back to ninety eight. Counter Reeves, Russell Crowe. I could see that. I could see that as well. He turned it down. Also considered were Mel Gibson, mm. Aaron Eckhart, mm. Jean Claude Van Damme, mm. Viggo Mortensen, mm. Edward Norton, mm. Bob Hoskins, <laughs> Keanu Reeves, and Gary Sinise. I could easily see Gary Sinise. He's shorter. Wolverine was definitely a shorter character in the comic books. Uh, Doug Ray Scott, a Scotsman, was cast, but he had to bow out after he ended up having to do – he ended up having scheduling conflicts with uh, the second Mission Impossible movie. Mm -hmm. And so he had to step out. And so um, Russell Crowe suggested Hugh Jackman. Hmm. Huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. Ackman. Rogue, Drew Barrymore, mm. Jennifer Love Hewitt, yeah. Katie Holmes, mm. Kirsten Dunst, mm. Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm. Christina Ricci, mm. and Natalie Portman all turned down the role. Okay. For Cyclops, I only had one name. Guy who played Jesus a few years later. Tim Caviezel. Tim Caviezel. I can kind of see that. It wouldn't be bad. Just different. They both took themselves so fucking seriously. You never guess. Come on, actually, that was funny. What'd you say? They both took themselves so fucking seriously. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just 
I was trying to get to the next line. It's My okay. apologies. It's okay. I didn't mean to step all over your joke. It's okay. You going to be okay? It was a blasphemous joke. You, you typically overlook those. I try to. <laughs> uh, Storm? <laughs> Angela Bassett. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. That's, she actually was offered the role and then ended up turning it down after her. She would have been really good in yeah, it. Yeah. Honestly, she would, she be, would have been fucking awesome. She would be and, good in it now that they've gotten a fucking kind of a, 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 a tempo for how the Marvel movies work. Right. She'd be good in it now. I love Holly Berry as Storm. Yeah. I always did. Uh, never had a problem with her. I have two others for Taren- uh for I almost gave it away. Magneto. Two other actors. <laughs> I started to say his name. Quentin Tarantino? No. <laughs> Terrence Stamp. Oh, yeah, it'd been really good. Christopher Lee. Ooh. Different. Little even more dark than Christopher Lee 1974. <laughs> Christopher Lee 2000, no. Not so much. Metal band Christopher Lee. So I have a couple questions. Oh, okay, sure. Well, not a couple. Uh, question, three, question, four, maybe, seven. question, maybe observation. Sure. This is the birth of the main hero fights his basic evil equal because that's the, that's the uh, formula for Marvel movies. Here's our here's our antihero. Yeah. He's flawed. He also now has this power of fill in the blank. Here's this bad person. They threw some other outside influence have a same the same or equal power eventually they're going to fight and our good guy is going to win because he's good every fucking marvel movie does it it's my main bitch about marvel movies they follow this tit for tat kind of thing strict formula and i fucking love the first venom movie have you seen yeah there will be carnage yes not as good as the it's first. Not, but it's not because they 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 go okay. right ba- they go right back to that formula where it's he has okay. to fight where he has to fight Carnage and Correct. it's a fucking tit for tat fight. Yeah, and it's not as enjoyable. Correct. But this is the birth of it because Wolverine fights Sabretooth. Yeah, he fights his brother. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like that because he doesn't know it's his brother. No, it doesn't feel like the Marvel formula because That's it's the first. Vu. <laughs> it doesn't feel like the Marvel formula because it's the first time. This is the first Marvel movie. For, yeah, the, of, especially of when they really started pushing Marvel. Because after this, it was Spider-Man, so, I mean... Which is a good movie, too. Yeah. Is... I don't quite know why I wrote this, but I love... I love that I wrote it. The irony that Hugh Jackman's fingernails are perfectly cared for. But... Schnicky, schnicky. (laughs) I think there's a couple of shots where he could see his fingernails and they're perfectly manicured and shit. Right. Like know. he perfectly manicures, but he's still got these three fucking t- claws, ten inch claws come out of his shit. Um, and my last question is: it is it officially a Marvel movie if Stan Lee doesn't make a cameo? Because he doesn't appear in the first three X Men movies, as far as I know. He did. He was there, but it was brief. You don't really see him until like Spider Man, where he's pulling someone out of the way when shit is falling down. Is he in this? He is in this. Lisa actually pointed it out to me, and we no had to back it up. Shit. Okay. Um, he's at the beach when Senator uh, Water, water Puddle Water Puddle okay. walks walks down the beach and out, and he's one of the uh, one of the he's in one of the shots. Have they established? Is he the Watcher, Stanley? Is his character in all? Because he plays, he's a cameo in all the. Marvel he's in movies. everything until he died. He, until Endgame, last one that he did was Endgame. So is he the Watcher? I don't know. That was always the rumor was that he was the Watcher. If that is the case, I've never read it anywhere, but okay. I'm I'm not sure. 
Um, but he's there. It's just not as prompt, predominant as no. Other that's movies. that's cool. That's fine. I always forget how fucking fast this movie is. So do I. And I it's always quick, forget. Dude. I always forget how how well paced it is. So fun. It's better than I rem like pacing wise. I remember it being faster than I initially thought when I first watched it. It's a really good mix of action movie, comic book movie, and fan service quip stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a, like a really good balance. It's not too much they of anyone. They do a really good job with character development as well. They really do, yeah. Um, the cast, like, we could have fun with it all day. And there's a, maybe you could argue this person at the time would have been better, but it's really... No, it's really well cast. The cast is fucking perfect. Yeah. they They all seem to fucking have a goddamn blast while they were doing it. I don't think they were trying to build a cinematic universe when they did this. I think they were trying to maybe... Let's see where we can go. Well, DC this. had been kicking their ass for fucking 30 years, 20 years. At least 20 years. And they were starting to get... They, they got in their own heads by the end of the 90s with the Batman movies. Yeah. Because by Batman by the Batman Forever, it was like, eh, it's a fucking joke. I mean, Batman and really the had... the only thing that they had that Marvel was doing was like, Poorly developed Punisher and Captain America movies that I think may have been involved with Roger Corman possibly as well. That first Punisher movie is not bad with Dolph Lundgren. It's different. It's dark. <laughs> it's canon-esque. But they were coming after DC. And boy, howdy. DC had basically <laughs> killed themselves by the mid-90s. I think you could call this X-Men and even the second one. Because by the time the third one rolled around, they had started to put out other properties. The Spider third one was not great. The third one was not great because Brian Singer jumped ship to go do Superman. DC. Yeah, yeah. But so you could call this movie, this the, the original X Men movie, you could call it the Wright Brothers to the NASA program yeah. that the Marvel Cinematic Universe eventually became. And oh yeah, just, I kind of had down here that I feel that um, that this one kicked the door open for. The building blocks of what Marvel became by the time Spider-Man came out. By the time Spider-Man came out, they, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. 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 There was no door remaining when Spider-Man came out to remove. I mean, I sat down to watch this to take notes on it. And I got done a, a quick 90 minutes later. And Disney Plus was like, do you want to watch X-Men 2? And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Let me just give me a second here. I just need to finish up a couple of things. And then I went pause and I wrote, absolutely fucking still fucking holds fucking up. Exclamation <laughs> point. Play. I think this film effectively paced, had, had effective pacing that had the good balance of exposition without realizing you were watching exposition, character, character development, and special effects. Enhanced with action. That My job is to repeat what the computer job, says, and I'm going job, to do it. Dirt. <laughs> but nothing was really overshadowing one over the other. It didn't feel like, boy, they really hammered you in the head with expositional dialogue, or boy, they really hammered you with ex, you know, with character development. But the action was horrible. Action was kind of like the third seat in the bus. Like it was there. It was all right. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't right, anything right. like. Yeah, like later Marvel movies got us, even with like the X2. It was, but it served its purpose. Um, I think X-Men also avoided the trap of spending too much time explaining things that they didn't need to explain. Yeah. That was really good. Take it or leave it. I'll bet uh, this was, I'll bet, I'll bet this was a Joss Whedon line too. <laughs> What's that? It almost has to be. 
looking back when they get in the plane to start the final act <laughs> and they you know what I'm talking about, about the yellow spandex what do you what is this this is it what do you expect in yellow spandex yeah, yeah. that has to be a Joss Whedon line. that feels like a Joss Whedon line as well um, but I think what this film got right was how even Richard Donner was brought in to be an executive producer I don't know if you saw that with the credits maybe he did Superman yeah sure you know and so I feel that they said you know what the best thing to do is let's bring in the guy that who really knew how to genre. respect the source material. And his line was treat the source material with respect and success is often guaranteed. And I feel like they were hmm. able to do that. I loved X-Men. I've loved it for same now still 22 hold, years. It absolutely still holds, still holds up so well. It's got there, it's dated in some spots, like with the lighting and some of the music. And some people feel like. Do you think you'll see any sort of X Men in the near future? I think the only way right now we're going to see X Men is possibly with newer iterations of Marvel and. Because they're still on this. There's like I think there's rumors of Doctor Strange, and since he's got the whole multiverse going, since the last Spider-Man movie, yeah, and there were other worlds in that manner, right? Um, I think they might bring in some X-Men. I don't know if they're going to just. But this this, this existed in a different. The MC- alternate universe. The MCU has basically been building to the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Right. And then the th- is it the third tier? Is that what they're going into now that it's going to be? Or Adam- the fourth or whatever, yeah. Um, Adam Warlock, are they going into that? Not sure. I don't know where they're going with it from here. Like, I don't, I don't get into the whole, the canonical, the big main story. I'm still, for good or for bad, I like my Venom movies. I like fucking the one-off Wolverine shits, the odd... Um, mm-hmm. Um, Jeff was telling me that I really like it's not Marvel, but I would like the Suicide Squad. And then uh, what's his name? Ramhead or whatever the fuck it is, played by uh, Wrestler Boy. I can't think of now what you're. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Who I'm talking about though, right? Yep. Yeah. Jeff's told me I would really like those. I just haven't sat down to watch them yet. But I like the. I think they brought him up in one of the Deadpool movies again recently. He was no. You're talking. To, I'm, I'm talking about Suicide Squad, and then there's a guy in the Suicide Squad that he's got his own separate movie on. Amazon. Uh, oh, like, okay. But it's played by John Cena. Oh, you're talking about Peacemaker. Peacemaker, yeah. The but, new Suicide Squad is amazing. The one that um, from four years ago. No, no. The new Suicide Squad that came out in the theaters the previous year. Right. Um, and then Peacemaker, who was one of the characters in the newer Suicide Squad. Right. What I'm saying is the one with Jordan Catalano in it, the Joker. Fucking, what is his name? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. That one's not good. It's not great. But the new one is good. Correct. Okay. And then Peacemaker with John Cena is good. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but I've heard nothing but rave reviews regarding the Peacemaker series. And oh, I yeah, really enjoyed the newest, The Suicide Squad. Okay. The difference between The Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad is the word the. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's much akin to there's like no there's this dun 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 I think and, and ours goes dun 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 the dun 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 oh it's totally different it's totally different you're not gonna try to do a chaser real quick before we get out of here nah, I don't have any chasers down here did you um, have any I do got one well it's okay okay so Jerry in Pittsburgh we put out. We put out a thing on Instagram, the, the movies, the, the pairings that we were doing, and 
Jerry in Pittsburgh wants to know what it's kind of esoteric, so it's kind of opinion based. Oh God! What do you want to see the DC Universe Warner Brothers? Right? What do you want to see them do to kind of compete with Marvel, or at least try to play in the same league and not suck hind tit like they have with? Superman, Wonder Woman, and Justice League, and Batman versus Justice Woman. I do want to see the new Batman movie. I do. Uh, whoa! I dropped a newspaper. Oh my god! I uh, I'm uh, cautiously excited about the, the difference Batman. between Batman and the Batman. The the theirs goes dun 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 at Batman, the. and ours goes the dun 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 the Batman. Batman. I'm concerned that they're going to do the same thing that they've done, and they're going to try to drag too many of the rogues gallery into it. I'm all right with that, as long as they don't have predominant roles in the movie. I just wish to do Frank Miller's Batman. They keep dancing around it. They keep like taking the Dark Knight version, like yeah, old Batman, the Frank Miller fucking from 1986 Batman, and then fuck it, go weird quasi future after. The Joker has killed Robin, and he's in a fucking yeah. loony bin, and they let him out, and then fucking Robot Batman in the Reagan era he goes full fucking Robot Psycho, and he that kills the Joker. I want to see that. Why can't you just do that? It exists. We've all signed off on it. We all love it. It's what we've his, all read it, and we've seen an animated version that's pretty fucking close. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. yeah. He's slicing dice. That book is what launched comic books. That that. Frank Miller's the complete Frank Miller Batman is what launched modern comic book movies back in 87 when they started doing the Tim Burton shit. Yeah. Because they pull a lot of shit from that out of it. Court I'm sorry, Jerry. What was your question? Um, <laughs> my hope for it is they don't keep stubbing their dick. They don't keep rebooting Batman every two years with new. I understand that Batman, Batman. is a large commodity, is, is a big commodity. Justice League was missing three things. Okay. I'll leave it with this. Okay. Black Manta, Apache Chief, and Ted Knight. Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Jerry, I hope that answers your question, or at least I hope you're pleased with the rant that we went on just then. Uh, Justice League was okay. I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it, but... Yeah, trying to get you to watch a movie that's two hours, let alone four. Good God. I watch Hellraiser all the time. I watch Hellraiser 2 all the time. I watch all kinds of things that are two hours long. You need to watch a movie called Justice League that's four hours long. That sounds like a part-time job, Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. I just don't care about the characters. That's what I'm saying. I just don't care about the characters. Yeah, exactly. No one now, cares about I give a, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman enough, let alone everyone else. I give I give three and a half fucks about the Batgirl movie and seeing Michael Keaton reprise his role as Batman. Still. Old Batman seems very old man. Exciting. Old man Wayne. Okay, gang, we're gonna get out of here. So, what I want you guys to do for us is leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I know you can you can leave reviews on Spotify now. Please do that you? if you I listen no on Spotify. Idea. Yeah. Um, Five stars. You can say whatever you want. I don't care. But the 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 point system is what helps us out. That's if you like this podcast, you'll like six pack of the feature. So do that for us. Yeah. Uh, like us, rate us, review us. Don't hate us. Um, get online sixpackdoublefeature.com. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a sticker. Be good to each other. And in the meantime, stay off.
Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like, follow, and subscribe to them on Facebook and Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts. You can buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeature.com. Hey, Rosanna, half-shaved. How's your mom?